Welcome back to 7525. This is Vanessa. And this is Felicia. Felicia's having a rough day, guys, so uh, if she sounds a little messed up, we're both having a rough day. I'm just more open. I'm expressive today about my emotions. They're a rare thing, and here they are. Nobody's got time for that. I feel like that's very fitting for what we're going to talk about today, you know, um, emotions and being married because you have to have emotions to be in a marriage, right? Hopefully. Questionable. (laughs) Questionable. Um, No, but really we are going to talk about relationships today. Married or not married, some people never get married. It's like the thing now. Yeah. Yeah, I know a lot of people who are in very long-term relationships who are just never going to get that tax write-off. I mean, married. (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. They just don't want to get married. It's fine. Uh, There's some perks. Tax write-off. If my husband dies, I get his life insurance. Have you up to that recently? I should. Because I've heard it in murder podcast. Like I keep telling him to, but they won't one do month it. Prior, they upped the and I was like, I better up that shit now then. Just, right. just kidding. Just kidding, Kyber. <laughs> um No, they they won't up his until he goes and does his fucking physical and they oh, like really? feels like, Yeah, his work won't let me up it until he goes and gets like a thing signed off, like saying that he's healthy and isn't gonna die tomorrow. Probably for that reason too. You know, I'm trying oh, okay. to weed out the people who murder their husbands. like he was actually healthy two days ago so i don't know why he just up and died (laughs) (laughs) whoops i don't know why that tree sprouted in my backyard no um, my orange tree we're not here (laughs) we're not here to talk about murdering anybody but you know really i've been thinking about upping my insurance plan i want to max that shit out yeah not that i plan on dying or anything but i mean if i am i might as well make it worth it for my kids like pay off the house and all the vehicles, set up their nest egg to like have their colleges paid off, all the things. Yeah, like now that it, now that I have kids, if it was just my husband, I'd be like, you're on your own, kid. Just, uh-huh. I mean, just kidding, kind of. Um, but n- yeah, now that I have girls, I'm like, max that shit out. So in hopes that you don't want to murder your spouse, what we're going to talk about today is ways to make sure you don't go down that path. <laughs> Good to plan for the future, though. Anyways, okay, so uh, we wanted to talk about relationships because obviously relationships can look very different um, in a first responder relationship, whether there is one first responder or there are two first responders, which makes you extra interesting. That's, I feel like you're being so positive about that. Extra interesting. Extra that just sounds like a shit show. I know, but like, hey, both of my parents are both first responders. I feel like, and I feel like an they're an anomaly, but it's fine. Go ahead. They're they're pretty cool people, so it's fine. I'm not like saying like your life is gonna suck because you're both first responders or anything. Like, I I love my family. I think my parents are cool. They just took a two week long cruise without me, and didn't have service. So that was fucking rude. You were a grown-ass uh, adult. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I know. Okay, but they come back today. Yeah. I was actually going to text your dad and see how it went. I feel like I haven't talked to him yeah, in a while. He, they're back in. I just tracked them. So they're almost back home. I'm going to go uh, see them tonight. Actually, I'm going to tell them to come to my house because you know what? You left. But anyways, 
I think I think we we were pretty normal growing up. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cute. I know. First of all, I thought I thought we were normal growing up, and that's what matters, Vanessa. I I'm thought s- it was normal. I'm yeah, yeah. So um, I'm not saying having two first responder uh, people in a relationship is a bad thing because like my family's cool. It's not a bad thing. I just think if it can make things honest, more difficult. Diffi- yeah, as we say, difficult. I think that maybe having two first responder parents makes it easier for them to understand maybe what the other one is going through definitely to understand each other yeah are your kids gonna have somebody at home watching them no (laughs) Uh, yeah compared to like a first responder and non-first responder couple like yeah then again there's many professions that could be in that situation right but we're just we're just squirreling around we're gonna get to the point anyways First responder relationships, they can look very different. And we wanted to talk about kind of the communication piece within that first. Um, so typically, and we're, we're going typical here. Uh, so if we say something, you're like, that's not me. They don't know anything. We're going with the average. Yes. We talk to a lot of first responders. We're going with the average. So typically, I would say first responders are more direct with their communication and uh, the spouses, non-first responder spouses, take the more, as Vanessa says, scenic route. So what's an example? I always use the example of how me and my sister talk. Now, granted, we're not like first responders in any way, shape, or form. But oh, I work poor with sister. First... She listens to every episode, but I already know how this is going to go. Go she, ahead. She knows. I tell this to her face, so it's not going to hurt her feelings. I love her to death. But uh. like, I work with first responders, and I just have a very direct way of talking anyways. Like, I don't want to know what the fucking weather was. I don't want to know that it was sunny outside and 75, and you know what? There was a cloud shaped like a fucking heart. I'm picturing her face right and now. And I don't want to know that you were driving behind the red car going slow i don't need to know how you got to the grocery store i don't need you to to explain to me how we used all the cheese when you wrote me the list okay Uh that is the scenic route what i want when i ask you what we need is a fucking short list in a text message form to me point being is is sometimes non-first responders give more detail than is actually necessary Mm -hmm. in the first responders eyes Yes. My husband's gotten a lot better at this. Like, I am not a first responder by any means, but growing up in that type of family with two first responder parents, you learn to talk that way because it's the only acceptable way to talk. <laughs> um, so Ain't I nobody will, got time for that, first off. Yes. I will ask him a yes or no question. It's like, did you do this? Yes or no? That's all it needed. And then he starts a story and I look at him like, the fuck are we doing what are we doing right now what's going on you know and i i used to say like what the fuck are we doing right now and i don't anymore guys because that's not a good way to talk to people i don't like immediately get mad just out of like annoyance habit (laughs) and annoyance you know i and now i just i'll say like hey this is the yes or no question Mm -hmm. and he's like oh no i'm like okay that's all I needed. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Moving on. M- moving on. Like, shit. That drives me insane if I ask you a yes or no question and you start talking and it's not yes or no. I don't understand. This is black and white. Yeah. Which is also like a cognitive distortion. That's 
very popular amongst the first responder community. Uh, but yeah. we communicate in different ways. And I'm not saying like, one way you know, is right or wrong. Yes. Also. It's not about being right or wrong. It's about helping each other out. So like um, Kyber knows that if I ask him a yes or no question, for example, I want a yes or no response. I don't want a story. That's the last thing I want. I'll get so fucking mad. <laughs> annoyed i'm not gonna i'm not gonna listen just so you guys know though i'm not a total asshole and about it now though i'll say like hey can i have a yes or no that's what he does for me but at the same time when i'm talking to him yes or no doesn't do it mm-hmm. like, he'll ask me something and i'm like yes and he keeps looking at me like you're mad at him like that was a really short it, like he's waiting yeah and i'm like ah uh, yes <laughs> you know so i have to go the scenic route like vanessa yeah. says for him like middle ground. Uh, like- I'm like, oh, yeah, so I did this, and then I did this. And yeah, yes, I did do that. And, and this I did is, this too. This is how it turned out. And then I decided to do this, so now I'm going to go and do this. Mm-hmm. For him, that's an answer. If he used that answer for me, I'd be like ready to bang my head against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I've had to catch myself not mm-hmm. to not say, like, that's not what I asked. I hate you. Because <laughs> <laughs> then I get some looks and I like, it uh, comes, I know it comes out snarky and like, it just, sometimes yeah. it just comes out so fast though. And I'm just like, I just, I just need the answer that I was looking for. Do we need yeah. this or not? Or like, again, that yes or no, that's not what I asked. Yes. Yes or no. This could have been done or, so long ago. Right. And I could have solved like so many problems right now. We're done. World, world hunger. <laughs> um, we... I know we're like making light of this. We're making joke of this, uh, but it's a serious thing. And I think it's good to communicate with each other on how you're going to work around that. It's not about changing your spouse's communication. It's about working with each other's communication so that when you're talking to each other, you're talking in a way that your spouse best hears you. Mm -hmm. If my husband goes into that scenic route, I will tone him out and I'm not going to hear him. Yeah. Because that is just not how I communicate. I'm not trying to be an asshole. That's just not how I was raised to communicate. It's not going to happen. So he says the yes or no. And when I'm talking to him, if I just say the yes or no, he's looking at me. He's probably thinking like, oh, she's upset about something or, oh, she had a busy day or, oh, she just wants to get on her work phone. That's probably what he's thinking. Like, she just wants to text someone back. Um, But that might be true. (laughs) Right. That might be true, actually. Um, So... I need to give him, I need to communicate with him in a way that he can hear and understand me as well. So it's, it's about compromise and wanting your partner to actually understand and hear what you're saying. You can say something in one way and the person not understand or hear it at all. So make sure you're saying it in a way they can actually hear and understand you. Yeah. And not trying to like read between the lines or figure out like some potential like underlying intentions behind the communication because I think when I've like worked with spouses and you know the first responder uses that like direct mode of communication they automatically go into like what you were saying like oh he's mad at me or oh he's treating me like I am one of his subordinates or you know we have people who work with like the inmates at the inmate camps and like oh I like I'm an inmate and it's like it might feel like that but that's probably not what they meant but if you come at it with like oh he was intending to do that on purpose or she whoever it is the first responder was intending to do that on purpose your defenses are going to go up and you're not going to communicate the right way and also vice versa for the first responder if you're automatically going she just wants to waste my time then why can't she just fucking listen to me and answer my question 
that's also setting probably not a great intention for that communication. Yeah. If you want her to listen to you, speak in a way that she can hear you. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm always telling my guys, like, at work, it's about, like, go, 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 get things done, be efficient. And using emotions is not – maybe some people will argue with me heavily on this, but I do not think that using emotions is very efficient. <laughs> um, so – at home, you need to use emotions because that is a different type of relationship. You're team working. At that point, you're you're in that teamwork mode. You have a family, you have other people to consider. So you need to input emotions into whatever you're saying. And maybe that's something, you know, as the first responder side, maybe that's something you work on. You know, am I considering emotions right now? Am I thinking about like, how does this situation actually make me feel? How does this situation make my spouse feel? How does Mm -hmm. this situation make my kids feel, my in-laws feel? Whatever situation you're in, but asking yourself that question, and it may sound silly, but when you're so used to just that automatic response of getting stuff taken care of as quickly and as efficiently as possible, Emotions are never in play, so your brain's not used to going there and pulling that in, so you really have to train yourself to pull that in, and remember, it's about compromise. You're likely, if you're approaching your spouse with the same communication you do at the station, at the department, wherever you're at, uh, you're likely shutting your spouse down. And if you're always thinking like, oh, well, my spouse never gives input or they never say anything back or they're always just like, oh, well, whatever you want to do, it's probably because you already shut them down mm-hmm. and you're, you're just not realizing it. So trying to pull in that emotion piece, you know, instead of saying like, oh, well, let's do this today, you know, oh, I was thinking about doing this today or maybe we could do this today. What would you like to get done today? That's what oh. it looks like, pulling in some yes. consideration and emotion. But actually doing it, because I've heard yes. this too, where guys were like, well, I asked her what I wanted to do, and then it turned into a fight. And then like when I started digging a little bit deeper, it was like, well, you asked her, and then she gave you her opinion, and you didn't like her opinion. You had already laid out the plan that you wanted, and then you expected her to read your mind and know that's what you wanted, and then you asked her, and that wasn't the response that you wanted from her, so then you got pissed off about it, Mm -hmm. and what her idea was wasn't logical enough for you, and I'm saying him and her because that's just, you know, consensus, right, but the first responder versus non-first responder. Don't set her or him or whoever it is up for failure by already having, like, a plan out, for example, And then you go and ask, well, if you're asking a fucking question, then that means that they have a right to answer. And that does, that answer is not going to always match yours. So is that really fair? No, it's not. No, not at all. You guys have to work as a team. Speaking about working as a team and intentions behind what you are saying, I think there, it's important to think about the intention behind your communication and to keep that in mind, um, for the first responder side, I think that directiveness, it's never done in a malicious manner. No. They're not, they're not speaking in that way to make, you feel to make you feel dumb, to offend you, to shut you down. That's just how they spend, you know, X amount of hours a week, a month, a year of their life talking. And that's how they're expected to talk when they're in that role so they come home and that role just kind of continues so it's nothing that's done with malicious intent 
And, you know, if it's never addressed and you guys don't make a plan for it, how would they know that it's not working there? Because if it's if it's working at work and they come home and it's, you know, quote, unquote, working, you, how are they supposed to know any different? How mm-hmm. are they supposed to know that the way they're communicating isn't making you feel good? So knowing the intent behind the communication is really important or you know even letting them know like hey are you upset like when you said that it made me feel like you're really upset with me are you upset with me and it may sound silly to say out loud but you may learn really quickly that the way you're feeling doesn't match up with what they're thinking Mm -hmm. you know and you can really start to learn the intent behind their communication which in turn can change the way you guys communicate and the way you even feel about your communication. You know, you may be in a spot where you feel like your communication is terrible and you never have any input or you can't you can't get any word in or maybe the first responder feels like they're the only one ever talking or they're, they're the only ones that are ever taking initiative, whatever it is. But going back to that intent and checking in with each other, maybe you'll learn a whole lot more that's actually going on that has just now become this like unspoken rule that you guys have that neither of you actually understand. Mm-hmm. And I think you could see that flip-flop too. And I think this goes into like I hate flip-flops. Oh, I so just dead. wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> uh, I, I, side note, uh, I think this goes into like the roles that people play in the family system too. I, you know, there's typically somebody at home and then there's the person at work, right? Or not at work, but the first responder. And I think, yeah, those first responder could come home and have like all the plans laid out. But I also see that like the reverse where when the first responder gets home, especially if they're gone for long periods of time, that the house has to keep running. There's roles that people have to pick up when one family member, quote unquote, like disappears for days or weeks, you know, especially like for fire when they're gone for weeks on end. House has to keep running, so therefore people go into those roles. And I've heard like, at least some of my guys come in and be like, "Well, I feel like I don't even have a voice when I'm at home. We don't communicate well because when I do try to initiate things with the family or put in my input, I feel like it's brushed aside. Like I'm just a visitor in my own home, because you know, spouse has created a whole homeostasis, a whole way of interacting in the environment, and so they just come in and they." go into that like silence and not saying anything because they're like well my spouse has this all planned out and she has the kids on the schedule and yeah this is what they're doing but that also breeds resentment too because then it just you know nobody feels like they have the right to say anything yeah and possibly unpopular opinion but you're fucking right it is her fucking ship yeah i'm just saying if it's if it's the spouse the wife that's always home taking care of stuff and running stuff and you're out for 10 20 days on a strike team whatever the hell you're doing and she's running stuff yeah you're stepping into her fucking zone you know and I'm not saying it's not your house to make it clear I'm not saying you don't need a plan but for you to step in there and be like all right guys today we're gonna do this throwing like, hell no yeah if you, hell no it's not gonna go out well you know would you want her to come to the station and be like okay guys we're actually gonna change this today this, and this, we're and this, actually and this. gonna do this and uh we're gonna skip this today and no it, that would infuriate anybody anybody mm-hmm. if my husband walked in my office and was like let's move your desk over there i'd be mad 
Like, don't touch my desk. Or like changing all your clients around. Actually, you're going to go in this order and this is what you're yeah, going to do. Yeah, somebody next. started you're scheduling my clients for me. At this time, I'd be like, huh. what the fuck? <laughs> that is my zone, right? And if somebody came into your zone and started rearranging things, you'd be a little pissed off too. Mm-hmm. So I would argue that the parents staying at home, that that is their fucking ship. Yeah. You need to check in and you need to make a plan with that person. Do I think you need to be included in that? Absolutely, because it is your family and your house and it should feel like your home and your family. But having a conversation together about what that's going to look like. Hey, when I'm home, I know you have like your plan. I know you have how you run things. Now, how are we going to work me into this plan? Because I'm part of this family too. Yeah. You know, and and like even throwing some things, like these are some things I like to do with the kids. Like Mm -hmm. when can we get these things done? But having, having a plan, not just going in there like fucking, all right, guys, I'm home. It's 10 o'clock. Let's clean. Yeah. It's not going to work. And it can be as simple as like, I don't, I don't think it's fair to go in and throw off all the whole schedule, but like implementing and taking over maybe responsibilities that somebody else normally does when you're gone, mm-hmm. you know? So if spouse is always doing bath time, maybe on your day's home, if you're not too tired, you try to do that. And it's like little things like that to reintegrate and feel like you're part of your family. But again, mm-hmm. that goes back to communication. If your spouse doesn't know what you're doing, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I was going to do bath time. And then you start a fight with them. Like, well, did you explain to her why you wanted to do bath time, for example? Or did you explain why you wanted to do this piece of it? Or And like, first of all, over bath time, really? I No, I've heard it. I know. I've heard it. But like, let's take a second and realize that's adrenaline. Yes. Back up, let it play out, and then afterwards you say, like, hey, I really wanted to do bath time because I don't get a chance to, like, do that as mm-hmm. often as you. Can we make a plan for this? Yeah. And on the other end of that, I feel like I don't want to just harp on the first responder, but, like, I think the spouse at home, the non-first responder, also has that routine, right? As long as the task gets done... Who cares how the hell it gets done, whether it's the direct route or the scenic route, okay? So if you wash yes. the kid's body first and then hair and your spouse does it the opposite way, who gives a damn as long as a fucking kid is washed? And I know we're harping yeah, on something yeah. really small and stupid, but think about that because I've heard arguments of like between spouses of oh, yeah. like, well, she didn't do it the way that I want it done. Well, did it still get done? Well, yeah. Okay, then. What, yeah, what's the yeah. problem? Are you just looking for something to be mad about? And the answer is yes, because mm-hmm. that's adrenaline and cortisol. Or like, yeah, he'll do it when he's home, but he does it like this. Yeah. Like, who cares? It got done. Well, you're different people. Did you want to marry yourself? No, I'm a difficult person. I know. <laughs> I was just thinking, heck no, I would not marry me. Um, I'm so glad but our yeah, husbands you're... are a little more flexible than us. <laughs> right? <laughs> Woo! I really lucked out on that one. Um, but you're, you're different people. Things are going to happen differently, and that's okay. And it's also good for your kids to be around some different people too. I think it's good for kids to have that flexibility. Guess what? They're going to have a ton of different adults in their life and a ton of different teachers and so forth. And if you're like so rigid about only mommy can do everything right – they might struggle a little in some areas. I'm just right. throwing it out there. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. You know, but I also think, again, kind of tying this back into the communication piece of it, if you're really hard set on something, you have to communicate why. 
and because I said so or because this is just how we do it isn't a good enough response. And I, I know we keep going back to the bath time, but it's not just bath time. But, like, for example, like, I don't like giving my kids a bath in the morning. And part of that is because I know at nighttime they sleep better. I can tell. Mm-hmm. Right? But if my husband was like, all of a sudden, oh, I want to change it up. And all I could say was, like, well, I just don't want to do it that way. And I had no good damn reason for it. And not communicating yeah. that. You don't have a leg to stand on. You know? And not that I'm – that just because you have a reason you're right – I just think that you have to be able to communicate that with each other and being open to constructive criticism or feedback, which I know sometimes I feel like when one partner isn't being heard, you get really stuck in your stance. You know, you're like, Mm -hmm. well, fuck, you never listened to me. So I'm definitely not listening to you because you don't ever understand my point. And I'm like, well, if you go into that stance, you're just as wrong as the other person. You need to be willing to be flexible and at least be open to what the other person has to say. Not that you're going to agree with it, but don't yeah. shut them down before they've even started. And these conversations happen so often with kids. Yeah. We just had a, like, not a super long conversation, but we just had a conversation about cheer tryouts. Oh. And, like, Kyber is super ticked that parents can't be in there. Oh. He is, like, 100% not for it so mad that he can't be in there and watch them so we had to have like a full conversation about it and I mean I'm not exactly happy but I, I also kind of get it being on the coach's end of it you know I mean I, to an extent yes I had to explain like you know coming from a coach's side like yeah. parents suck they're the last creatures I'm gonna call them creatures at this point <laughs> you want to show up to any tryout practice whatever so I get it to an extent, but that was a whole conversation too. And it wasn't just like, well, you know, that's just how it is. And they want to try out. So this is just what we're going to do. I was like, you know what? As a coach, these are the things. As a past coach, the, something that I will never, ever, ever, ever do again. Um, but, you know, from previous experience, like these are the reasons why yeah. parents are not allowed there. And mm-hmm. he was like, Ugh. He was still not happy about it, but more <laughs> like, okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. But so many things in life are going to take those conversations with kids, mm-hmm. at least until they're 18. Right. These days until they're 35 and they're still in your basement <laughs> playing video games. No, just kidding. That's not yeah. going to be my kids. <laughs> and it doesn't just have to be kids things too. You can, and I think we've talked about it before, but like, Sometimes first responders can be very pessimistic. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's realistic, but it is pessimistic. Like, you guys see the 1% that civilians, so to speak, don't see. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, for example, I was talking to somebody and, you know, worried about the kid and it being summer and the pool and things like that. And wife's like, why the hell are you so worried about it? Why don't you take a chill pill? Well, we can all know where he's probably going with that thought and that worry. Oh, yeah. Fuck right? Yeah. And I get it. Um, but it's helping your spouse understand that. But on the other end of that, this is, again, going to that middle ground. Mm-hmm. You cannot keep your kids or your spouse from doing things because you're basing life experience on the 1%. And I know... Some first responders are not going to like that, but, I mean, if you operated truly on that logic, you would be in your house not moving a fucking muscle, right? Yep. You you have to kind of recognize, like, is this 
a fear or whatever you want to call it that you're going to let run your life? Are you going to allow your kids mm-hmm. or your spouse to live their lives? Because if not, you're going to keep trying to control all of it. No, definitely. That's But it helps to have the understanding, right? Those like, conversations constantly come up. I've said it before, but I've told my husband the park is, you know, a library for pedophiles. It's so gross. But it's true, right? <laughs> like... It's true for some of us. But having conversations of like, this is what is going through my brain. I know maybe it's not so realistic. How can we meet in the middle versus, you know, oh, he's just trying to keep us from going to the park again today. Or she's trying to keep us from going to the park Mm -hmm. or to the pool or hanging out with so-and-so or the feet on the dashboard story. That's my favorite one, I think, still to this day, you know? Oh, yeah. Put your fucking teeth in the back of your Anyways, want your teeth in the back of your fucking throat. <laughs> uh, but really, like, you, even the park thing, because I was upset about my husband taking the girls to the park, and I did tell him the park is just a fucking library for pedophiles. You want them to go there? And he was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, you want me to tell you what I'm talking about? <laughs> Trying to pull that card, which is never the right thing to do, guys. Don't do that. Um, but he was like, they like the park, blah, blah, blah. So that even turned into a conversation and I was just like, okay, so you guys are going to go to the park, but, like, stay – can you stay really close to them? Yeah. Like, don't – I always see parents at the park sitting on the bench. Don't be that parent. <laughs> like, <laughs> sorry if you guys sit on the bench. Um, but, like, stay very close to them at all times. Like, they should never be out of your sight at a park, I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, okay, so as long as I keep them out, as long as I keep them in my sight and I'm not sitting on the benches, you're good with the park. I was like, yes, that's my, that, that, like, that's my compromise. Do that. And in shooting distance, is that inappropriate? Because I, I don't feel like them being in my eyesight is close enough. Uh, Kyber would never carry, you know that. I know, but I'm just saying, like, if you're not going to carry, then they better be in arm reach. No, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh like we're all over the place with this whole communication thing but these are like real conversations (laughs) that come up that a lot of first responders that's it's your go-to it's what you're thinking about you Mm -hmm. know and your spouse is looking at you like you're fucking insane fucking crazy i think my my husband made a comment once like the world is just black to me no, it's not. The world's not a black hole to me. I just, when you hear people talk about stuff all day long that actually happens in the world, you're just a little more aware of it, right? Yeah. You're aware that these things actually happen. They're just not on a, a SVU. Am I saying that right? Is that a show? No. Special Victims Unit. Oh, okay. Anyways. SV, whatever. It's just not TV shows. It's just not books. These things actually happen. So your awareness is just a little increased. Yeah. You know, so I have to explain like, hey, these things actually happen. I don't give him like details of anything I've heard. Uh, but then we find a way to compromise. And he's like, okay, so you don't like this part of it. No. Okay, well, what do you think about this? All right, well, let's do that. I think those conversations come up a lot. But it's always good to... On that first responder side, it's good to explain things like the <laughs> keep the teeth in your, the back of your throat. Maybe you don't want your spouse to drive with their foot up on the dash or their knee up next to the knee up on the door 
because you've responded to a TC that didn't turn out so great that way. So you let her know or him know like, hey, I've responded to an accident and it just, it really doesn't turn out good for the individual every single time. And I would hate for you to ever be in that position because I care about you. I never want to see that to happen to you. Instead of like, hey, you want your teeth in the back of your fucking throat? Or you want to lose your leg? You want to have no silent. fucking hips? <laughs> Slamming the door to you, right? Like there's definitely a good way. Like first off, you shouldn't be doing the silent treatment when you're pissed off because they're doing something. That's not helpful. Mm-hmm. But also if you do choose to communicate, there is an appropriate way to communicate those things. No belittling or condescending tone that's even the helpful. little comments because my my dad's made the comment i'll put one foot up and he's like guess you don't love your legs <laughs> <sighs> even those little comments guys finding ways to actually explain things because us civilians don't respond to tcs and pull people out and go wow that's actually a really bad way to sit while you're driving I think I'm not going to do that anymore that's not a normal thing to see and you may not think about that but it's really not a normal thing to see no you know if you have a good sense of humor you could have that conversation beforehand and then like yeah I'm just going to be honest I'd probably still do it again not thinking because it's just such a habit and that's another thing like when you're changing like your communication or asking your spouse not to do something if it's something that they were consistently doing before don't expect it to change overnight so you could have those gentle reminders like I Mm -hmm. would think that was funny and I'd probably laugh and be like oh shit yeah I need to put my leg down maybe your spouse doesn't respond too well to that but like also having a plan for like Mm -hmm. how are you not going to get pissed off because they did the thing that you asked them not to do in a certain extent now there's boundaries to that like but I'm talking about the littler things like yeah what are you gonna do to not start another argument over it what are you gonna do to just like politely remind them like hey remember when we talked about this kind of way so you know you probably would have laughed I'm assuming you would have laughed um Mm -hmm. other people might not have I don't know what that looks like for your family, but figuring that out too. And it might take trial and error of going like, yeah, no, I tried saying that thing to you and you didn't freaking hear me, which is also a thing, right? You're like, I tried it your way. That didn't work so well. So let's try something else. That didn't work. What's the next, what's the next idea? Mm -hmm. Again, trial and error. There's just going to be, there's going to have to be things that you try out to get to what that communication looks like and like Vanessa said remember that you're changing you're changing a behavior it's not going to change overnight I still put my leg up for like a second and then I put it down yeah I did it twice on the way to work today put it up put it down put it up put it down it's just so comfortable I'm like fuck yeah you know because it yeah it's so comfortable but now I hear about it and you know it's even worse so often is the more that I think about it um like I try to justify it in my brain. Like, well, my feet aren't exactly like up on the dashboard. It's just kind of like on the side. So it won't be that bad. I know it's terrible, but like, that's what I think about. Cause I'm like, it's just so comfortable. Call my dad. He'll tell you you'll have no hips left. I know. I don't want to call you your dad. You want to shatter your fucking hip bones? I don't. You want to shatter them? I don't need him to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't need that uh, dad talk today. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it is really good to have that open communication though guys and have a plan and make sure you're making these plans when you're not already worked up Mm -hmm. like you don't look over at spouse in the car and they're fucking sitting on their head I don't know they're doing something weird that you know isn't safe and you're like we we need to make a plan because if we crash right now you're just you're dead 
whatever it is that's not that's not exactly the time maybe you make the plan before you guys get in the car if you know they always sit a specific way and this goes for anything i'm just using the car example because we're on it but if you know they do a specific thing that really isn't safe or that is really triggering for you for whatever reason just because you've seen and you know things that they don't which is a good thing that they don't see know those things correct mm-hmm. um but making that plan ahead of time don't wait until you're worked up to do it or like you've told them like vanessa said and then they're doing it and you're like i fucking told you not to do that and here you are doing it again I guess that it. communication isn't fucking working too well is it you know uh wait till you <laughs> calm down and you know like vanessa said go back to it hey we tried that I noticed it still happened. I know we're working on it, but like, is there something else we can try? Mm-hmm. Being aware of your mood and how like that's going to influence how you respond is super important and helpful. You can mm-hmm. try all your might. All your might. You can try your best to not like or tell yourself that. Oh, my mood doesn't matter. I can have this conversation. No, you fucking can, and it's okay. Just accept it and move on. <laughs> like, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, and kind of just squirrel out and talk about mood. I think something to think about, too, is, like, when you're thinking about family roles and communication, especially with kids, you probably have roles that you play when you're in certain moods. You know, so if the first responder comes home pissed off and irritable, wife probably goes into a certain role, you know, whether that's going and being silent and trying to keep the kids quiet or whatever it is thinking about that too because that also needs to be communicated about how are you going to change up those roles how are you going to communicate like hey you're in a really bad mood you know because nobody wants to walk around on fucking eggshells all day long being like we can't miss like daddy even more mad he needs to be resting i mean you can you can be nice but yeah like how do you get to if you're at this spot we're not saying everyone is but how do you get back to if you've lost this how do you get back to the first responder and the spouse being on a team Mm -hmm. versus the spouse and the kids being on a team that work to deal with the first responder yeah you know how is how is that switch going to happen because that's that's a very that's a very common thing I know when we interviewed my dad he brought it up my mom would text us and be like SOS bitches. Mm-hmm. She didn't call us bitches. I'm just throwing that in there. But um, yeah. we knew when he was he was coming in hot and we would, we had specific things that we would clean and we would all go to our rooms, shut the doors and be fucking as quiet as, and as small as humanly possible. <laughs> and that, that was the plan. And that's not, that's not a good plan because it's, that's you working against someone in the house that's not you helping them that's not you being a team member that's not you giving any type of awareness or support at all and I know I'm not saying I don't want to say it's bad on the family side I know why it's done yeah obviously like I think we did we did it for a reason and you do what you do what you know how to do you cope in the way you know how to cope right yeah um and I think we were coping the best way we knew how to but if you're working on trying to improve that, if that's going on in your house, focusing on how to you, how do you become a team again? You know, so is it spouse talking to first responder and saying, hey, like, 
you sound really worked up, whatever it is. Um, why don't you stop? Why don't you stop on the way home? And uh, why don't you go to the gym and like cool down, do a 30 minute workout? Or why don't you, why don't you go fishing? I know one guy said he just likes to go and cast a line, doesn't even really fish, just cast a line and hang out for a minute and then go home. Or why don't you go have a cup of coffee by yourself somewhere, a cup of tea, something to where you're having that downtime, but planning together versus spouse just planning with kids for those eggshells that they're about to walk on. So um, we actually did not think we would have so much to say on this topic, um, but we're going to go ahead and do a part two on relationships um, and when we come back we'll pick up more on this communication piece just because there's so much more behind it that we want to get into and we think is really important and we don't want to skimp on anything for you guys uh, so we will wrap this up for today and come back to it yeah I think the next time that we talk we'll because we've talked about like all the shitty types of communication that we've seen but I think next time we'll probably focus more on like communication styles and like how to implement Spe- or like specific tools to implement that will make your communication better so it's not just all everything is shit and okay have a great day here's some things you can actually do to work on yeah to make it better. we'll bring some more of that 75 next time right so as a reminder we still have our um giveaway going on on facebook and instagram so it's pretty easy to enter make sure you go like and share follow do all the things i don't i don't remember the directions but go look at it um and enter it's super easy you don't have to pay for anything just go do your thing you have horrible memories we do have horrible <laughs> memories it's fine though um go do all that share the podcast but again we will we'll pick back up on this we'll do a part two more of the positive parts go more into that communication and um throw some tools that you got uh ways to improve your marriage All right, guys. Have a great week. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to 7525. This podcast is in no way affiliated with any other business or entity. As a reminder, this podcast does not take the place of mental health treatment. If you or someone you love is struggling, please contact the National Suicide Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. You can also visit their website at suicideprevention.org. If you are looking for a therapist, you may be able to locate one on psychologytoday.com. You can find us at 75.25 on Instagram or 75 backslash 25 on Facebook. 75 is spelled out, 25 numerical.